Our guidebook provides all the answers you never knew you sought on a variety of topics. While we may not have any credentials, expertise, or formal training on the topics we address, we do have some amusing anecdotes, and who knows, maybe you'll learn something along the way. This is what we call the Definitive Guide, and we are the Von Kuhlbergs. This episode is called Unfortunate Events, and it contains some adult language and themes. She proceeded to poop in her pants all over, like like nonstop poop in her pants, and we had to walk home, and I'm trying to like, and she's mortified, and she's crying, and I'm like, it's it's okay, you know, people, this early relationship, poop in their pants all over. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening. Hello, I'm how are you? I'm not too bad. And who are you? This I'm Carol. Carol von Kuhlberg. Carol von Kuhlberg. It's very. That's. I feel like you're trying to trick me because it's very similar to Carl. <laughs> it is similar to Carl, but it's <laughs> it's off by a letter. Right. I uh, I've listened to a whole bunch of our podcasts lately. I've gone back and listened to them for you know a variety of reasons. We think about publish and. I gotta say, I think we're kind of entertaining. I was I was laughing. You were laughing, <laughs> and I, and I knew what was story. coming. Right, I knew what was coming, and I was laughing like that was. I, I thought I I I feel sometimes you're uh, you're you underestimate our entertaining value. I feel that that it's more a marketing issue than a than a content issue. I, I'm not sure, but so now that you brought it up. <laughs> You're not sure. I, I do have to say that our last published podcast, yeah, was on dating. Yes, and my wife, who does not listen to many of our podcasts, <laughs> happened to listen to that one, and I swear, literally, it was like a throwaway joke I made at the end about wishing I was dating other people. She yeah. got so angry at me for that, that and, and so it starts with. I was listening to your podcast and I was laughing and you were sleeping and I didn't want to wake you up, but I was laughing because I thought it was funny. And, but if you want to date other people, then go ahead. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and it was a joke. At the end, and so she didn't talk to me for like two days and I equate it to like the, when, when someone dreams that their partner was cheating on them in a dream and, and like they're mad, that's how, that's how I felt. I'm like, are you kidding? I was joking. Armand was talking about his second wife. He doesn't have a second wife. And like, and you're upset that I was like, I'm sure you would rather date other people sometimes. And you, to be honest, you said far more offensive things than that. That wasn't even in the top 10. So not about her, I don't think. No, no, definitely not about her. I don't want to get you in more trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Although it might increase our listenership if everybody's going back and scouring the podcast yeah. for things that you said. So are our things have are they improved? I, I feel bad that that you were in trouble. Yeah, they yes. 
I, I could say things that would dig me deeper, but um, <laughs> don't don't do that. I won't. And yes, uh, things she she told me like two days later that she wanted she was thinking about moving. Wow. And sent me all the listing of houses, and I'm like, I didn't respond. And then last night she said something about like. I, I wanted to talk to you about us moving somewhere and I sent you things. And I'm like, Oh, I thought you were talking about you moving, not, not us moving. And she's like, Oh no, that's not what I meant. I'm like, okay. So, so it may have been worse. It may not have been as bad as I thought it was for a day at least. Are the, are the places in state out of state? They're, they're in, it, it, yes, they're in state. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, so they're, they're not too far from you, actually. Oh, move. Come, well, I'm, I'm here. Not, I'm not moving until my youngest, Von Kuhlberg, is out of high school. Right. But um, but if you do move closer to me, I won't move away right away. The last time you moved close to me, I immediately fled the neighborhood. Through no, you do, that's true. But that was, we we would have had to go when we had kids anyways. Uh, although I really missed that apartment, that condo where I lived in. Um, uh, because, uh, you know, I, for a similar, on a similar sort of note, you, you basically outed me in our last podcast that hasn't been published. Uh, yes. I should say I outed myself. You, you started the ball rolling and then I, I pushed it a whole lot faster, but I cleared it with my wife. I, I told her that I was talking about her. She, her, I, it was about her haircut and what had happened, thankfully between then is, uh, after she got a haircut that was not very flattering, she styled it differently and it looked quite lovely. And I told her that. And then I said, listen, I gotta tell you something before this, I may have podcasted a little bit and uh, she just laughed and she said, that's fine. So I got, we've got the green light to, to, uh, to, po- to publish that one. Cause I was a little worried if I was going to get divorced over the haircut. Um, yeah. She's not going to listen to it, unlike your wife. So, well, Actually, so I, I said, I, I did later say, I'm like, I didn't even think you listened to it. She, I think she's listened to two. And, yeah. and that was one of them. And But the bottom line is, it, I wasn't saying anything I thought was bad. As a matter of fact, I had to go back and listen. I, I swear I had no idea what she was talking about. And. Yeah. And I said, I said in in our podcast that I want to date other women. And she said, yes, it's towards the end. And I went back and it was so fast. I missed it the first time and had to go back and play it again. And it was like a literally like a throwaway comment where I'm like, kind of like under my breath. I'm like, I'd like to date other people. And and that was it. And that's what she from the whole podcast, which was filled with hilarity. <laughs> it was one of our better podcasts, I thought. Uh, yeah, we, I, I actually, uh, my wife and I listened to that together recently, and she was laughing. But um, one of our podcasts, I, I felt like you weren't happy. We talked about weird people, our last yeah. one, our unpublished. That was really, that ended up being a very funny podcast. I, there's I some things that could be cut. You know, there's always things that could be like edited or trimmed. But yeah. I. I'll go back and and I have I think I think we have two or three that I have to yeah uh, cut together yeah but I think I, I I you know any day now I think we're gonna triple our our audience 
and get into the 20s. <laughs> no, that wouldn't even be the 20s. <laughs> the 18. But when it happens, it's going to happen fast. It's going to be like an avalanche, and we'll be like, you know, we'll, we'll have our moment. What's it's that? What's that Malcolm Gladwell book about? The tipping point. The tipping point. Yeah, it'll be it'll be like the tipping point. Something all will be at like eighteen, twenty, and then we'll hit the tipping point and we'll get all the way to like sixty. <laughs> <laughs> but this has been a great retrospective episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> retrospective. <laughs> Well, Normally I, they don't record the retrospective episodes <laughs> while they only have six listeners and ten early, episodes in the can. Well, see what we need to do now. You know what we have to do now is it just occurred to me that you're going to have to edit in what you were actually saying in that earlier podcast. You know, so we could talk about it. You know, like we're now we're doing a retrospective. I think you're going to need to edit and splice some of our earlier moments into this podcast. Maybe. Or we just direct people to listen to the other episodes. Yeah. I mean, that was a solid episode. Dating was a solid episode. Yeah. We were cooking with gas. I listened to about- Planet Fitness in in uh, Schaumburg, Illinois. I was in Schaumburg, Illinois. And um, really, it was hard to focus because that was an unpleasantly full Planet Fitness. Really? Yeah, you know what I like about Planet Fitness? Hmm. True to their word, there's not a lot of very fit people in there. You fit right in. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very good about myself. Like I occasionally look at people, I'm like, ah, <laughs> I think that guy's my age. He looks terrible. I think I'm doing all right. So yeah, my, the Planet Fitness that I joined that I haven't been to in eight months um, had very few people ever in there. Yeah. The they're they were like high school kids or people my age, not much yeah. in between. I uh, the ones nearby me is every now and then it's crowded. Uh, what I don't like that there are uh, former students of mine occasionally show up there and they want to take pictures of me, not necessarily for good purposes. And then my kids, uh, fr- uh, friends are there and they make fun of me too. Pretty much that seems to be the commonality among all my relationships is abuse. I think that's it's not, jealous. That's not very fun. I, I stick right now just to walking. Yeah. Well. And then I'm rolling right back out. I'm very advanced. Like this physique doesn't just happen. You know what I mean? You got to put a lot of effort into it. Well, I, I like to tell people that I'm I work very hard to get into shape into this shape it's just that this shape is round <laughs> you work you work hard and uh and and things that really have taxed your body quite a bit yeah i'm very dedicated to get into this yeah. shape yeah um we were going to talk about other embarrassing stories or kind of gross stories oh yeah hit me up you got one well i thought um you had one that I think you might have shared on another podcast. I'm not sure, but you mentioned your the place you lived at when I moved to this town, and then then you moved away. But there was right. something that happened outside of your front door of to your oh apartment. oh yeah that's a that's a fantastic story. That was my wife's 
30th birthday. You were there for that, weren't you, for her birthday party? I don't know. Where was it? Uh, I want to say it was at this bar called Tin Cat. I don't. That's you were that there. I'm almost positive you were there. Twenty twenty two or something years ago. <laughs> it was burnt in my mind because we weren't married yet, and we went there, and my wife was like a demon. She like I didn't even recognize her. She just started doing shot after shot after shot, and got incredibly intoxicated. And did like a couple of things. Uh, one thing is that once she was drunk, she she loved everybody. I love you. And except she was holding a lit cigarette in her hand. And as she was telling everybody she loved them, she was like jabbing the cigarette inadvertently into people's eyes. And then she started rolling on the coffee table where there were ashes. And I, I was there. I do remember some of this. <laughs> right? yeah. Like I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. And then at one point she went off to go get some more drinks and she disappeared for like 15 minutes. Do you remember she was sitting at the bar with two men she had picked up while, while we <laughs> were there. Uh, and I tried to explain that. Uh, that kind of made me feel bad that she <laughs> was dating other people in front of me. I'm like, oh, no, I, I, I just met them. I love them. They're nice. And uh, But we we had just moved into these condos in, in, a, in a nice – they were nice condos in the suburbs. And I had to take her home, and we, we pulled off – I want to say we were off the highway – where she began uh, literally demon vomiting. Like the, the force and violence with which she was throwing up was absolutely amazing. And I thought she had finished. Like I couldn't, like there couldn't be anything else left in her stomach. And then we went back to our apartment and she waited. And by the way, it was carpeted in the stairway. Uh, and I lived right across from the president of the condo board. Uh, and who was a an older former attorney? He had retired, and while we were outside in front of his door, she proceeded to throw up again, like like I'd never see, like I I still can't recount the the volume of vomit. It doesn't match up with the size of the person. Like there's just no way. I think she channeled, and oftentimes it matches up with what they consumed prior. But I mean, but she had already thrown up once. Was this all liquid? No, it wasn't. And that was what was really gross is it was liquid of food. And then she opened up the door <clears throat> while I was standing there, literally in front of an elevator, in front of the condo board, and it's light blue carpeting that it, they had just put in. And she puked red Italian food um, everywhere. And then she's like, I'm going to bed. And then she left, leaving me to to have to clean up the vomit. And I remember thinking like, this is a sign that I'm an adult because if it was college, I would just have left it there for somebody else to take care of. But I didn't want the con the president of the condo board. We just moved in to see Like we ruined the carpet. We would have had to pay for it. So uh, I ended up cleaning it. And then we had a very large, long talk the next day. <laughs> um, I like if uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not anti-drinking, 
But if this was going to be a regular thing, and she was smoking like a fiend, I'm like, and I'm not, I'm not completely anti-smoking, but uh, like if she was going to be just partying that hard all the time, um, I well, that, that right there wrong. also ages yeah. you and this story, considering <laughs> that you haven't been able to smoke in a bar right, in right. You have twenty been years. <laughs> so very true. Uh, she probably would be thrilled to know that I'm telling that story on our. So, podcast. how did you clean it up? Oh, I mean, I don't even know. Like dishwashing liquid. But how did you get rid of like the the big chunks and? Ugh, I had to. I literally used a dust a dustpan and was like sweeping things in the dustpan and then dumping it in the toilet. I mean, it, it was it was gross, and I didn't. Um, I didn't. I couldn't get the stains out, but. What had there was a, on one of the lower floors, there was like a carpet, like a welcome mat kind of thing in front of the elevator. And I went and stole that from that floor and brought it up to our floor and covered the stains. However, it was discovered several months later. And then they they blamed us because they accused us of having a cat which we did not have. We didn't have a cat, but they and they everybody insisted that we had a cat. And it was that was a really unpleasant experience. I I ended up becoming the president of the condo board because I wanted to foil all the people that were complaining about me, and that didn't go well either. Because then they just continued. That then they they were. It was like I thought I could shut them up, but no. Everybody just now felt free because I'm the condo board. I was supposed to take care of things that they could all yell at me. Okay, but you you did have a cat. No, we didn't have a cat. Yeah. Well, my wife had a cat, but we had gotten rid of the cat. Oh, you right. know what? Wait, wait. Yeah, <laughs> no, she had a cat. But it wasn't the cat. The cat never went in the okay. hall. But you did have a cat. So your your indignant response about we didn't have a cat is is actually not correct. Well, no. Yeah. First of all, thank you for uh, publicly humiliating me on our podcast. But we did have a cat, but our cat didn't ever go in the hall. Okay. That was not so a cat. I knew. I knew the story. cat didn't make that mess because I knew how what caused the mess. Right. <laughs> that's, that's, I, I understand, <laughs> but but just because of that, it kind of puts everything else about your story in question. Now, my my um, I have seen my wife throw up before because of drinking, but the most disgusting, memorable story. She's a. I I, I think of her, and. I don't know that this is fair, but I think of her as somewhat as a hypochondriac, my wife. And so sometimes she complains about things and I don't give it much attention. But but if I'm fair, there's been a few times where I've done that and it has turned out to be very legitimate. And this is one of those cases where she had been complaining of a stomach ache for like a couple days and she frequently when she has like her her visit from aunt Flo, she'll complain about stomach aches oh my God. Oh my so i thought that's what this was <laughs> and but she was going on and on and and she didn't she said she didn't feel she had a fever and blah blah, blah. and finally she's like i think i need to go to the hospital and it, even now i'm like okay okay we'll take you to the hospital and I take her to the hospital and she gets out of the car or leans out of the car 
and I'm standing there and throws up the most disgusting. It was a, it was like semi-solid. <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? You know those those <laughs> snake things that you light on the ground and they're like little pellets and you light them yeah. and they go and they turn right. into a big black snake. Yeah. It was yeah. it looked like that, but it was beige colored and it was just coming out of her mouth like as a solid tube. And it was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. And I had to kind of pretend like it didn't disgust me. I'm like, oh, and at that point, I'm like, something really is wrong with her. <laughs> like that's not a normal, that's not a normal consistency of vomit. <laughs> and so I brought her in and it ended up she had to have her appendix removed. Oh, she had that's a, horrible like a perforated appendix. And so it was completely legit. But I, and I told her that later, I'm like, I, I didn't take you very seriously. I have to admit. And now I believe you. And she, what was she puking up? She puked up part of her appendix? No, it was oh. just like, it was just whatever was in her stomach, but oh. the appendix was making her so sick. Um, All right. Can I riff off something that you just said? Yeah. Remind me. So you talked about having to pretend that it didn't disgust you. So I want to talk about a date that I went in where I had to pretend something didn't disgust me. Um, I went on a, it was, it was, I've been dating a woman. We'll call her Julie again. It was Julie. I think I referred to Julie. I used that pseudonym in our last podcast and we had been dating only a couple of weeks and we went to theater on the lake. You know what theater on the lake is? Uh, of course I do. It's theater. For, for our lake. listeners who are not in Chicago, a theater on the lake, there's like this sort of building. It actually used to be like a leper house, believe it or not. That's where people who had leprosy uh, a long time ago would, were, would stay when they were ill, but they've turned it into like a theater. And uh, they have like the, all sorts of different theaters from all over Chicago come and perform there for like a night or a weekend. So it's like if you get a subscription, you get to see like eight different theaters or 10 different theaters. So we were seeing a show and we decided that it was only along the lake. It was only like a mile and a half walk to get there and to get back. And we weren't dressed because it was hot out. We weren't dressed very fancy. And um, this person was a massage therapist. And so she was kind of wearing, I don't think they were doctor's pants, but they were like similar to doctor's pants. They weren't quite heavy sweatpants. And while we were sitting there watching the show, I kept, there was this terrible stench <laughs> smelling. I'm like, what, what is that? And I didn't want to say anything. And then towards the end, um, Julie reveals, she's like, I, I don't feel very good. I'm like, it's not my stomach really, really hurts. I'm like, all right. She's like, do you want to take a cab home or what do you want to walk? She's like, no, let's just walk home. And while we were walking and we got literally about halfway to our house so we couldn't go back and when you're walking along the lake you know there are to, to get to where the apartments are you there's like an underpass that you go under every you know half mile or so so you're stuck along the lake till you get to one of those underpasses um and then she proceeded to poop in her pants all over like like non-stop pooping her pants and we had to walk home and i'm trying to like and she's mortified and she's crying and i'm like it's it's okay you know 
people, those early relationships, pooping their pants off. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm trying to be as magnanimous as I possibly be because I, I actually feel terrible for her. But at the same time, I do not want to be behind her because her pants as well. And while I keep hearing that this is a terrible where, because I'm, you know, I'm only 12 years old on the inside. So we're walking home and there's, there's lots of people on the beach and I hear people like walking up behind us and they're having a conversation like, yeah, today at work, it was really, oh, <laughs> Every time something like that happened, I I would have to look out over the lake and bite my tongue and try and pretend that it didn't that it didn't uh, I didn't find it funny or like that and and I was successful. I don't think that she realized that I was uh, amused by the whole thing and and it, and it wasn't uh you know it wasn't a deal breaker. We dated for several months longer than that for like a year after that. But that's, that's first of all, that's ridiculous. Why no, is it that it was no, a, a deal no woman on this planet would date a guy who pooped in his pants on the first date. So, it wasn't the first. We had a couple weeks in. We were a few weeks in. So, so how how did how did it resolve itself that evening? So like you get back in uh, I, I had her go into her bathroom, my bathroom, and she like hosed herself down in the shower. And I gave her some clothes, and we just took put those pants right into like a garbage bag, and I threw them right out into the garbage behind the building. She did. She said, "Throw them in the garbage." I mean, yeah, they were not. You know, I I don't think she was going to ask me to cl- clean them. Well, she could have <laughs> taken them home with her. Um. Maybe, but I don't. I don't think she wanted it. I mean, they smelled terrible. You know what are you going to do? They were stained with poop. But so, was it like diarrhea that she was having? Yeah, like a so terrible was it running down her leg. As yes, you guys it walked? was. It was because it. Yes, I remember it running out of her leg, and I mean, and it made a horrible wet stain. I mean, it was the the awe that people were saying were was both because they could see it and they could smell it. I don't know who this person is. Sure you do. Well, you can't say it now, but... I know. I haven't dated that many people. Um, that's horrible. <laughs> I, I, That's a horrible thing. I, I pooped my own pants. Really? But I, I, when I was dating my wife, I slept at her house more often than not. And... When I generally, when I, I'm a morning kind of poop guy, but it's usually after my coffee. So when I'd sleep at her house, I wouldn't have eat or drink anything in the morning. I'd get up, go home, shower, and, and whatever, change for work. So this one particular morning, I woke up and I had a stomach ache. And I also didn't want to drop a big stinky bomb at her house. <laughs> so I remember thinking to myself, do I have to go to the bathroom here? And I and I lived only like less than 15 minutes away. And I'm like, I'm going to, I can make it home. I can make it home. And, and I didn't because about halfway home, I, I thought uh, maybe this is a fart and it, it was not a fart. It was a turd, <laughs> which I then sat in for the rest of the ride home. And when I got home, there was a what I like to tell my kids about this story. It was a poop patty, 
because it had been smushed into a patty because I was sitting on it to ride home. And I got rid of the poop patty and told everybody, my my family and my she was at the time only my girlfriend. But you know, I was, that, how could how could she resist? I was in my forties at the time. I really like the cerebral tone of this podcast. Yeah. Overall. All right. Here, this is something that happened to me. I want you to tell me what you would do because my my wife uh, and my kids know 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 about this. Think that this is like the most ridiculous and embarrassing thing ever. Okay. What do you do? You you have a stomach ache. You go into the Starbucks. You go to the bathroom, and as you're finished, you discover. There are no paper products in the bathroom whatsoever. There's no toilet paper. <clears throat> there are no paper towels. There's literally nothing. What do you do? Do you have your phone? Yeah. I would text. Are you? Is, do you have other family members in the restaurant? In the no, I did not. Um, I don't know what I do. I might, I might try to just use the sink to wash myself, like use my hand. <laughs> like a bidet? You'd use the sink as a bidet. So no, I, would, uh, I would probably use my hand and then wash my hand off in the sink. Um, I so I called the Starbucks. I said, "Hey, I, I'm stuck in the bathroom. I need some toilet paper." <laughs> And they brought it to me. And then, and then my wife was like, did you run out of there in complete like embarrassment and like shame? Like, no. I, I, I sat down and continued to having my coffee. <laughs> they can't believe. They can't. No one can believe it. That's what I did. I'm like, what? I mean, everybody goes to the bathroom. It's not like I did something wrong by. No, that, you actually did probably the most mature thing that you could have done. <laughs> right. Well, I did text my wife first, and I'm like, I need you to come to the Starbucks and bring me some toilet paper. And, like, she wasn't available. She's like, what are you talking about? And then she's like, I'm at work. I can't leave right now. And I think she thought I was doing a bit. Well, I, I've heard of people using, like, a sock in that in that scenario. Yeah, no. Uh, I will say that it was a little awkward because the baristas were all female. But uh, they brought me the toilet paper. Well, was it, did you, was it urgent when you went in there? Yeah. Like I had, I was about to be sick. Like I was. Okay. Not because that. otherwise normally that's the first thing I look for before I drop my pants. <laughs> I don't, I'm not a public pooper normally. Well, so I, I've I had a lot of experience. I don't like pooping in public, but if you do, you know, and, and I will do like at work, which isn't necessarily public, but it's not private either. I'm scarred. See, I won't do it because like starting, I think it was actually in elementary school where if you would poop, uh, you were subject to, if, if you were discovered, you know, there would be like a bunch of people would whip wet paper towels at you over the door and, oh, a dog. Um, and so I, uh, I, since that time I've been conditioned and my kids don't like to go to the bathroom in public either. No, I, I don't like to, but sometimes it's outside of your control. Yeah, rare, rare for me. I usually have solid bowel control. I can keep now. Now that we're rolling, I've got lots more. I mean, we can keep going on this, but we're already at forty. I was gonna say we got forty solid minutes of podcast poop and vomit. There's probably, some, there's probably some at the beginning that we could we could get rid of. 
I don't know what that would be. Talking about my broken back. Yeah. <laughs> it is entertaining. It was all very good. It was a very yeah. good podcast. Yeah. No. The retrospective. All right. Well, I'll, I'll slice this little piece of heaven together for us and <laughs> ship it off to you so you could take a listen. <laughs> now, I do want to have one question. Now, you, you shared earlier that one offhand comment got you in a little bit of hot water with your wife. You told a lot of potentially embarrassing stories to her. Is, is she more comfortable with pooping and puking and things like that? She just doesn't want you to talk about dating other people. Yeah, I think it's that. I, I don't think she's... Well, first of all, tonight, you mean? I only said I only told the puking story, and really, I think that was more about how I didn't believe her and she actually had an appendicitis. Okay. Um, I'm just looking out for you. I don't want you to get in trouble. That's no, but, and, and the other thing is she doesn't listen to these. So like the, the recent the thing that she listened to the one <laughs> thing where there was so many comments in there. Yeah. But like now maybe she's going back. Maybe she's listened to all of them. So yeah, we'll see what happens. We give an update. Uh, we can give an update next, you know, the following podcast. Yeah, if, if my background is like a, some, <laughs> small little uh, studio apartment whether or not you're still married things right like that. all right well uh it's been lovely talking to you carol it's been a pleasure for you and until the next time until then thank you armand thank you carol Thank you.